By now, you know that sound. <laughs> it's Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. You know what? It's the time of the day when we share the word of God for our Sunday message. You know, it's so powerful. There's been a powerful weekend. It's been it's been wonderful. It's been great. It's been <laughs> Oh, this Easter online <laughs> who would have imagined but you know what i am so proud of every church every church we went all the way to make sure that easter to make sure that the death of jesus christ on the cross is honored and his resurrection is honored nothing can stop the body of Christ nothing at all can stop us pastor so that how are Daddy you and the faith talk radio listeners grace peace and mercy be to you in abundance through the risen resurrected glorious soon coming Christ Jesus our Lord amen Amen. Amen. You know, it's it's Easter Sunday. It's the day that we know that Jesus on the third day he rose. When they went to the tomb, he was not there. And there was a question to say, why do you look for the living among the dead? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, Pastor. Yes, sir. What is Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday for you? Before we get to speaking forth your destiny. You see, the, the empty tomb yes. holds more significance to Christianity than the blooded cross. Yo. Jesus dying on the cross. Yeah is what a someone who believes in what they believe in who could be a matiah or whoever else would do yeah so the strength in christianity is not that he died on the cross mm -mm. the power of christianity mm. is in the resurrection so sure. <laughs> i hear paul says in first corinthians uh, 15 verse 14 he says yes. and if christ is not risen mm. then our preaching is in vain sure and your faith is also empty sure no he does not say if christ did not die he said no if christ is not reason yes you see maruti yeah there's a that people make in going to heritage sites yeah the only time they go to a site to see nothing yeah when they go to the tomb of jesus <laughs> <laughs> to see nothing yeah <laughs> not not this way he's he was buried no baba people go to heritage sites to see something <laughs> Yo, that's powerful. That's powerful, Muruti. Thank you so much for, for, for amplifying the importance of his 
resurrection, the empty tomb. We need Pastor, to declare it, sir. We need to declare it so that it is known. Yes. But yes, there is power in his death. Yeah. In fact, we need to just say this in passing. Yeah. If you consider this, the blood of Jesus yeah. was shed seven times. Yes. Right? Yeah. You would remember in John chapter 19. Yes. That the first thing that uh, Pilate did, the Bible says in John chapter 19 verse 1, Pilate took Jesus and had him beaten. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when, when, when they were beating him, mm. blood came out the first time. Yes. Right? And yeah. we know that again in John 19 verse 2, that the Bible tells us that the soldiers tasted a crown of crowns. Yeah. A crown, a crown of thorns for him and they put it in his head. Yes. Deliberately, intentionally made it to be small so that mm. they can thrust it into his head. Yes. And blood came out the second time. Yeah. You would know that when he was on the cross, he was crucified on his left, which is three, he was crucified on his right, which is yeah. four, left feet, right feet, six mm. times already. Yeah. As he was there, bloodied on the cross. And then scripture in John 19.34 tells us that the soldiers pierced him in his side with a spear. And so, immediately blood and water came out at yeah. the time. So if you look at this, the whole of the entire human body, mm. Jesus' blood is purchased it. So. so there is no sickness, there is no disease that has legitimacy over us sure because the shedding of the blood is the redemption of mankind yeah yes yes so we are redeemed that's why that's why then isaiah says by his stripes we were healed Healed. because everything pertaining to our healing is purchased when he died on the cross and today we say he rose again Ah. And, and he rose because he had completed the work. Redemption was done. He, didn't, he was not risen so that yes, he yes. can redeem us. No. He, he yes. rose. God rose him because yes, the work yes, was done. The work was finished. <laughs> yes, oh, thank you, Jesus. Let me not delay you, Pastor. Let's get to the matter of the day. Speak forth your destiny. That's the message today. Yes, sir. Speak forth your destiny. You know, each time we talk about Joseph, yes, right? We 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 time and again take an issue in the fact that he told his dreams to the wrong people, as we say. Yeah. Right? The mistake he did, we emphasize that Joseph's mistake was that he told his dream to his mm. brother. Mm. Okay, there could be an angle to that. Yeah. However, what Joseph was doing, Joseph understood the significance of dreams. Yeah. That's why his brothers and his father took him seriously. Mm. What in essence Joseph was doing, he was speaking for his destiny. Yes. The problem his brothers had was not necessarily him. It was his destiny. Sure. 
because in as far as their own destinies were concerned there was no prophetic word yes and here is a son who is somehow loved by the father yeah. already with a sense of destiny beyond the father mm. so that his destiny is not tied to his love being loved by the father but it is tied to something that cannot relate to so they hated him yes that's why when you fast forward the story you find that about four times his brothers bowed to him when he yes. after discovered him in egypt right yeah. four times they bowed to him whilst he spoke forth his destiny so sure. bring it closer home to jesus now yeah. You, you find this very interesting story when you start picking up reading from Matthew 27 in, in verses 2. The Bible tells me that one day which followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered together to Pilate. Yes. Saying, Sir, we remember while he was still alive. Yes. How that deceiver said, after three days, I will rise. Sure. Right? So this yeah. is what they're saying. Yes. But this is the and then and 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 and, and now they, they are talking they are talking to Pilate. Then they said to him, Therefore command that the tomb be secured until mm. that day. Command okay. that the tomb command that the tomb be secured until mm. the third day. Now the interesting word there is the word command. <laughs> In the true sense of biblical understanding, the tomb can only be closed with a stone after three days yes not before then oh how do i know that remember when lazarus had passed on in john 11 yes and and somehow there was a divine delay yeah jesus says no he has not died but he is asleep yeah when he went there the first certain person to meet jesus was martha yeah and Martha said, "Oh Lord, if you are, if you are not if you are around, my brother would not have died." Right. Yes. All right. And and then Jesus says certain things there. Then Jesus says, "No, no, no, Martha. Remember, I am the resurrection and life." Yes. But then Martha says, "No, but the, 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 there's a stone already there because it's after four days." Yes. Right? Oh. Right. After three days, the tomb is closed. Yeah. But in this case, it's not even. The, the first day but the tomb is sealed so why when people are scared of your destiny they will break the rules to keep you in there so hey <laughs> they will break the rules they will break policies they will break yes. norms practices to protocol keep you in there be, to keep you locked yes. up protocol will be nullified so because they fear your destiny. Oh. <laughs> because he spoke that on the third day. Yes, sir. On the third so, day, this house will be destroyed, but it will be rebuilt. Yes, sir. Three days it will take. Yeah. To rebuild this house. Mm, mm, mm. Oh. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so he is crucified now. Yeah. Yet the chief and the Pharisees are scared of him. Yes. <laughs> and they say, remember what he said. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
you know, you know when people are scared of you. Yes. They will. They will even come to your funeral just to make sure that you are dead. <laughs> they are coming to, to to bring their condolences and everything else. They just want to come and make sure that this person is dead. They are even scared of you, even in your grave. When you are in your grave. When, when they have every evidence that they've they're done with you yes sir they're yes, still sir. scared of you yes sir yes oh. sir <laughs> so they 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 they, they now I, I like what matthew says in 2766 he says so they went and made the tomb secure yes putting the stone and setting the guard yes Ah, it doesn't come. It Oh, 
Speak forth. Speak it. Your destiny. Speak forth. Your destiny. Speak forth. Speak forth. Your destiny. Cement that appointment with your destiny. Provoke it. Provoke it. Oh. Sir, I see Jeremiah. Yes. You see, I, I see, I, I see Ezekiel in the valley of the dry bones. Yes. And 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 God asked him a question: Can these bones live? Ezekiel looks at them and says, "You know what? Uh-uh. I I I have done a bit of biology and anyology. Uh-uh. <laughs> I have no answer for this. No, I have oh. no answer for this. All right? Then he says, "Only you, Lord, knows. Mm. Right? And, and and then God says, "Prophesy to them. Yes." Speak life to them. It looks like they are dead, but there is something about you speaking to them. Yes. Because because just like how God created us, we are created with the power to speak to things. Yes. That's why Jesus says, Paul says, what shall we say to these, these things? things? He doesn't say, what shall we say about these mm. things? But he says, what shall we say to these, these things? things? Yes. Oh. Hmm. Mm, 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 oh. mm. Something happens when we speak to things and not speak about them. You yes, speak sir. about the mountain. Aye. The mountain will not stop growing. Aye. Aye. You actually help it to grow. Mm, but you mm, speak mm. to the mountain. Mm. Yes, sir. Whatsoever shall say to this mountain. To this mountain. The mountain will be moved. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Speak forth your destiny. <laughs> now, then you find you find these women on resurrection morning, early yes. in the morning. Yeah, they are going to the tomb mm. with spices and ointment. Yes, and then the other one asks them, "Who shall move? Who shall remove the stone?" for mm. us. They are worried about the stone because they know that number one, it was illegitimate for the stone to be placed oh. before the red day. Yes. But nonetheless, they are going there worried about the stone. Yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. But my Bible tells me something very profound that the angel of the Lord had descended. Mm. The angel of the Lord had descended. Yes, sir. There is going to be a supernatural intervention. Yes. On anything done on an illegal basis. Yes. <laughs> you won't have to fight your battles. There will be a supernatural intervention. intervention. Mm. Mm. Oh. Mm. Oh. Mm. Because mm. the Bible says, vengeance is mine. Yes, sir. And there cannot mm. be vengeance. On something that is done legally. Absolutely. Vengeance yes. is something that is, it should be done for something that has been done illegally, unfairly mm. so, where justice <laughs> has not been served. <laughs> because he says, I'm the God of justice. <laughs> I will go and remove. I will go and remove 
that stone. Hey, 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 hey. The stone is a hindrance oh. to your next level. The hey. stone is a hindrance to your destiny. Yes. It says it's a no-go area. You are not going out. Hmm. It's a stone. I do not know what sort of a stone that has been set before you. Yes. But there's one thing I know that if you've spoken forth your destiny, yeah. power is coming. Hey. Power. <laughs> power is coming, say. Hey. The supernatural power of God. You see, Muruti, when you read scripture. Yes. In the New Testament. Yeah. Besides authority. Yes. Which is exousia in the Greek. Yeah. There are four dimensions of power. Yeah. And and, and, and sort of Paul gives us an idea of them when you read Ephesians chapter 1 from verses 18. He says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Yes. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. Yes. And what are the riches of his glory for his inheritance in the saints. Yeah. But in verse 19, he then gives us the sense of these levels and dimensions of power. Yeah. He says, and what is his exceeding greatness of his power? So, the first use of power is the word dunamis. Yes. Which is the power that is inherent in the believer. Yeah. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You shall receive power wow. when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Yes. That is a divine enablement. That is divine potential on yes. anybody. Yeah. It enables us to testify, to proclaim. Yes. We speak words that are pushed by the power of God. That's oh. dunamis. And people wonder that, no, but we know Evangelist Makati is not that educated a man. He's yeah. not that smart a man. But mm. what, what makes him speak words that yes. That's dunamis. Dunamis. Oh. Pastor. Say. Speak forth. Your destiny. Your destiny. Hey. Let your words mm. go before you. Amen. Yeah. Words of destiny yeah. go before you. Mm. Oh. Mm. And in the mm. abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The mouth speaks. Amen. Ow. And life and death they are in the power of my time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Whatever that I say, Moses, tell these people mm. that whatever they say in my hearing, mm. I will do it yes, to sir. them. Yes. Yes, sir. And everyone got the destiny that mm. they spoke forth. Those who said we can't reach the promised land. We are like grasshoppers to those people. They died in the desert. And those who said we are going to conquer, they entered the promised land. Yes, sir. Wow. Oh. Wow. <laughs> ah. 
I want you to just speak somebody right now who says, I know I have a destiny. Yes, sir. I've planned my things, I've written things down, I've mapped my life. Oh, I haven't, but I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going, and I'm hearing this message now. Yeah. Can you speak? Can you put some, can you inject some faith in that person? Hey, hey, right hey. Now. But mother, my sister, you need to know that God is at work. Yes. In your life in ways unimaginable. Yes. And he has created you with a nature that is unstoppable. And he has imbued supernatural power within you that makes you surpass limitations. There are no boundaries for you. There are no limitations for you because he's going to make use of his power to make things happen. When times come in your life, God is not going to only work by dunamis, but he is also going to work by the power called energia which is the working creative power. That's that very same power he used when he said, let there be. It's the power to create. It's the causative power. So within you, there is power to cause. Whatever you do not see in the natural is awaiting you to provoke the power within you to cause it to be. Because it is energy, the working power. But not only that, there are situations in life that could make mess up your life and feels like you are falling. This is where I hear the Bible says, to him who is able to keep you from falling. He keeps me from falling when I am knocked down, but I am not going down. Oh. I'm knocked down. I have no business standing, but I am still standing. What keeps you is that power called Iskus, the power that is holding you to keep on standing when there's nothing holding you to stand. It's called Iskus. But also, when it's not enough, God is going to use Kratos. Kratos is the power that is raising and uplifting. Paul says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. So when I'm down and out and everyone feels nothing happening in my life, Kratos comes in and it takes me out of the grave and it lifts me up and people who thought I'm finished they are surprised that I'm standing and I've risen because there is power that is awaiting a situation to arise in my life to lift me up for the same power Mm. that Mm. rose Jesus from the dead it's working within us Pastor, mm. yes, sir. Pray for that person. Ah, uh-huh, Jesus. Oh, Father, we allow the resurrection power to resurrect that lost dream, to resurrect that lost hope in somebody who's listening today. Lord, I pray by the power of your spirit that, oh God, souls will be reconciled to you, that, oh God, that lost hope that is gone and disappeared and everything that has come in life and seems to be faded, that, oh Father, there be revival in one spirit, that, Father God, you'll be able to raise and resuscitate them and then they walk in the newness of life, knowing that you are faithful. Scripture says who he is called you is 
faithful to see you to the coming resurrection. So Lord, I thank you and I give you praise to know that you are doing what no one else can do for you are the God who makes all things possible. And we can trust you, Lord, we are pushing the power of his resurrection to anybody listening today. And Lord, that they may experience that power working in their lives, bringing things to pass and resuscitating them and taking them to the place of destiny. I thank you, God, Lord, as they speak it, as they proclaim it, you bring it to pass because you are the God of Israel. And we give you praise for all and more that you do in your name. We pray, giving thanks. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We give you praise. We honor you. Jesus. For we have an appointment with our destiny. Oh, yes. Amen. In Jesus' name. Pastor, thank you so much for your time. Bless you, sir. Thanks for the opportunity, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're just moving to the next call now. (laughs) Amen. Bless you. Oh, thank you for the anointing. Anointing. Pastor, bye-bye. 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 Thank you, everybody, for joining us. You know what? Speak forth your destiny. Don't let the devil lie to you. Speak forth your destiny. Bye-bye. In the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I pray, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, God, for granting us this opportunity to teach your word. Today, O Holy Spirit, we want to learn more about the healing which has been provided on the cross. Father, as I pray right now, we need testimonies. We want testimony from the people who have listened to this message and received their own healing. We want testimonies of people who have listened and received their healing. In the name of the Lord Jesus, In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Amen. Uh, Greetings once more in the name of the Lord Jesus. Evangelist, thank you for this time again to choose me so that I may share uh, about healing. It's such a privilege. To the listeners, thank you. Thank you very much for such a privilege. Uh, I want us this morning to share about the healing which it has been provided on the cross. So, it is true that Jesus died for us on the cross. And one of the main reasons why he died for us on the cross 
was for us to live in blessing, was for us to live in healing. Healing is part of our blessing. Health is part of our blessing. So that was one of the reasons why he died on the cross. So I will open again this scripture we've dealt with for for some days now. Yeah, it's, it's, it, we have dealt with this scripture for some days. I will still open it even today. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 from verse 19 and 20. I will use, I will use NIV uh, to... Today I'm using NIV. I'm not using KJV. But I, I think I, I can use both of them. But I will use NIV on this one. It says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. This scripture is telling us about our bodies. It's speaking about our bodies. These bodies that we have. You know, sickness, sicknesses, they come and attack our bodies. Sicknesses, they are busy attacking our bodies because they know that our we can't operate on earth without a body. Any spirit without a body is not allowed to operate on earth. So body is a license for every spirit to operate on earth. For you to have a body on earth, that simply means you are licensed to operate on earth. For you to have a body, you are allowed to operate. You are allowed to operate on earth. That's why if you, if you die and you come back, that's why uh, uh, we start to call fire on you. No matter how we love you, but if you die and come back and your spirit come back, we call fire on you. You, you, you now become our enemy because we... we if you die, go. I want to advise people that don't come back if you die. No matter how we love you, don't come back. We will call fire on you. We will, we will call fire on you. So body is a license. It's a license for you to operate on earth. So And the same license the devil wanted. Even God want to use, uh, want to use our body. God also wants to use our bodies. That's why in every project that God does on earth, every project that God does on earth, that project is done through a man. Remember when he said to Moses, Moses, I've heard the cry of my people and now I've come down. But you, Moses, go to Pharaoh 
God said, I've heard the cry of my people. But you, Pharaoh, I'm sending you to Pharaoh. But you, Moses, sorry. But you, Moses, I'm sending you to Pharaoh. Why God didn't go to Pharaoh himself? Why did he send Moses and never go to Pharaoh himself? Because God said, I've heard the cry of my people. Remember the young man Isaiah when he was in the book of Isaiah chapter 6 when he saw a vision of the glory of God. Isaiah saw the vision of the glory of God. And, and the Bible says, then God asked a question and said, Whom shall we send? Whom shall we send? And Isaiah lifted up his hand and said, Lord God, here I am, send me. So whenever God wants to do anything on earth, whenever God wants to do something or anything on earth, any project on earth, he uses a man. Because a man has body. A man has body. A man has body. A man is licensed to operate on earth. A man is licensed to operate on earth. Remember uh, Genesis. I'm just trying to emphasize where I'm going. Uh, why the devil attacks our bodies. Um, remember Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. When God said let us create a man in our own image. And give him dominion. Let us create him and give him dominion. The Bible never said, let us create a man in our own image and let him have dominion with us. No. God gave a man dominion on earth, not in partnership with him. He said, let us create a man in our own image and give him dominion. The dominion that we have on earth, God gave us this dominion. And when he gave us this dominion, he excluded himself. He never said, let us have dominion with them. No. He said, let the man have dominion. Let a man have dominion. Let him have dominion. So, now, when God wants to do anything on earth, he will search for a man. He will search for a man. He will search for a man to use for that project. Because a man has dominion on earth. Man has dominion on earth. But even a man who's having dominion on earth, he can't exercise, they can't exercise their dominion except they have body. They can't exercise their dominions except they have bodies. Because our bodies are licensed, are licensed for us to operate on earth. I don't know how you get in what I'm saying. So um um but I'm trying to show you why the devil why the devil attacks, why the devil is busy uh, attacking bodies, why the devil is busy attacking bodies, why the devil is busy attacking our health is because our bodies are licensed. Your body is the only license that you have. It's a permission for you to operate on earth. Hallelujah. So where we have read in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6 from verse 19, where it says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Do you not know that your body 
that same body which you have. Your body, your license to operate on earth. Don't you know that is a temple of God? Do you not know this? So this Paul was not writing for the outsiders. He was not writing for people outside the church. This he was writing for people in the church who didn't know. Remember I told you that your body is a license. So it means because the devil doesn't have a body, he's looking for a body to use. Listen to this before you get lost. The devil doesn't have a body. So now because he doesn't have a body and he wants to operate on earth legally, legally, any spirit that has body is legally is legalized to operate on earth. Listen to that. Let me, let me try to repeat it again and emphasize it. I'm saying every spirit with a body is allowed to operate on earth. Man is a spirit, but because he has a body, he's allowed to operate on earth. The operation of man is legal on earth because of the body that he has. So, now, every spirit without a body is illegal for it to operate on earth. That's why if you die, don't come back. I'm, I'm repeating. If you die, don't come back. So, every spirit without a body is illegal to operate on earth. Not because there are no spirits here. Not because um, I'm not saying there are no spirits without bodies here which are operating on earth. Are operating. They're there. Demons are there. They're operating. But they don't have bodies. So they are illegal. That's why um, demons, they don't want to stay in deserts. They don't want to stay in deserts. They don't want to stay in locations out there. They want to stay inside people so that their operation may be legalized. So what is the use of cancer to stay in a desert somewhere there? Uh, let, us, let us try to think about this. What is the use of arthritis to stay somewhere there in the bush? What is the use of um, HIV and AIDS to stay in the water somewhere there? No. These sicknesses they want to operate. These spirits, they want to operate legal on earth. They want to be recorded. <laughs> yeah. Somebody may say, is, is, is cancer legal? We would not know cancer if it was somewhere in the desert. But it left there and come and stay inside the human beings. Now it's known. Now it's known everywhere. Now it's known. Now there are people who find jobs just because of cancer to deal with it. Now it's everywhere. It's recorded everywhere. Now it's known everywhere. Now it's famous. Because it left the place. And stay inside human being. So these sicknesses, these spirits, they want to be legal. So when they want to be legal, spiritually they become legal. 
they become legal when they have bodies they become legal they become legal when they have bodies because every spirit without a body is illegal so when a spirit is having a body it's allowed to operate on earth so now when they get into a body or when they find a body and get inside even the way they spread the way they spread the rate in which they spread is no longer compared with the rate which they used to spread before without a body it's no longer the same thing they start to spread in a high rate in a high speed because now they have a body now they are legalized now they are licensed the, re the reason why we we sometimes when we cast demons you will see um, that person folding fist want to beat us that spirit folding fist want to beat us shouting at us who are you so that spirit if you can check that spirit will be when you look at it, you can see that it's defending. It's defending. It's defending itself in its territory. If you can check. That spirit will even ask you, who are you? Because this is my territory. It will be even ask you, who are you? Who are you? Are you casting me out of my house? Because that spirit... It's licensed to stay there. And you are taking it out. So it starts to fight with you. But I'm licensed to stay there. To stay here. And you, you are fighting me. You are casting me out. Where else I'm licensed to stay here. This topic, I don't want to talk about it today. As um, we're still going to continue with these things next week. But I just want you to have insight of this, of this thing. That, that asthma, sugar diabetes... It doesn't want to stay in the desert and it's not meant to stay in you. It's not meant for you. But it wants to come and stay in you and make you its dwelling place. And stay there. Whenever we want to take it out, whenever we want to cast it out, it starts to fight. This is my place. This is my territory. Who are you guys? Because it knows that if it never have or it never find a body, it won't operate legal on earth. It will be illegal. And it won't be fruitful. It won't be fruitful. We won't even know it. Generations will never even know it. Because it won't be able to work. And for it to work, it must find body. It must find your body or somebody's body. So here Paul is showing the brethren. He's opening them eyes. He's showing them. He's opening them eyes. That don't you know, don't you know, this is Corinthians, so those who are joining now, uh, he's saying to them, Corinthians chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 from verse 19 and 20. He's saying to them, don't you know, don't you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Now Paul is taking people and show them and give them another view that don't you know it know this remember with the bible says you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free when you know it you become free he was telling people whom they were not aware who didn't know remember the book of Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 it said my people 
my people are perishing because of lacking knowledge. Because they don't know. They are perishing because they don't know. So here Paul is asking people, some Christians, these are some Christians who are not knowing that their bodies are the temple of Holy Spirit. Their bodies are the temple. So today I want you to know, I want to open your understanding that your body is not a temple of cancer. It's not a temple of sugar diabetes. It's not a temple of HIV and AIDS. Your body is not a temple of arthritis, but your body is a temple of Holy Ghost. It's just that you don't know. Yeah, like these Christians whom Paul was asking them a question. I was so surprised. You guys, you don't know this. The reason why you are sick is because there's another sickness which wants to operate legally on earth. And by so, it can't operate legally on earth without a body. That's why now it has found your body and call it, and call your body its house. And call your body its house. Remember the story of Jesus when Jesus said, when you cast demons, they go to the desert then and they come back to you monitoring you. If they find that you are empty, if they find that the house is still clean, you are empty. If they find that you don't have Holy Ghost, you are still empty. You are not occupied by the Holy Ghost. They go again and call other spirits seven times and they come and get inside you. And they get inside and say, let us go to my house, calling you their house. Spirit calling you its house, calling your body its house. Jesus said if a spirit is casted out of a man and that man still remain clean, still remain empty. The word clean there was saying and, and, and it was referring to emptiness and that man remain empty. Then when you remain empty, you give opportunities to other spirits to come and reside in you. So you, you must not remain empty. You must remain, you must be filled of Holy Ghost. You must have Holy Ghost. Don't let your body be empty. It becomes vulnerable to other spirits, to other attacks. You must have Holy Ghost. You must have Holy Ghost in you. You must have Holy Spirit in you. Because now when your body is a temple of Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit now is in you, there is no any other spirit that can come and reside in you. There is no any other spirit that can come and get in you. When you have Holy Spirit in you, and that is Christianity. That is Christianity. That is Christianity. When the Holy Spirit is in you, that is Christianity. Because Christianity is when the divine God is inside humanity. So it's when the divine spirit of divine God is inside humanity. That is, that is Christianity. It means you can't be a Christian without the Holy Spirit in you. Because the Holy Spirit is the one who's supposed to guide you. He's the one who's supposed to guide you. So you must have him inside you. You must have him inside you. When you receive Christ, you receive Holy Spirit. Okay, let me refer you to another scripture. As we are continuing this, I, I'm not sure we can't finish this uh, the way I'm trying to to emphasize and put the basic today. Um, I'm sure we can't finish this. Okay, what have you received when you received Jesus? You don't know. Many people, they don't know, but they're Christians. 
and now um as i'm i'm, I'm telling you that christianity is divinity in humanity some people they're being shocked they're starting to to wonder starting to ask questions uh is this man of god saying without the holy spirit are you not christian what are these what is it what it is that he's saying okay let me give you a, a simple scripture in the book of from the book of john chapter 3 uh from verse um 16 it says john chapter 3 from verse 16 we are still on healing we're still on healing it says for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have have eternal life when you believe in the son when you believe in the son you shall not perish when you believe in the son god gave you something the moment you start to believe in the son there is something which god gave to for those who believe in son the moment you start to believe in the son in the son of god that moment when you start to believe in the son of god you have something in that moment when you start to believe in the son of god when you start to believe in jesus christ when you start to believe in jesus christ when you start to say jesus you're the lord of my life you have something you receive something what did you receive when you believed you received internal life you received the life of god you received the holy spirit in you the day you lifted up your eyes and said i believe so and that is christianity that is Christianity. You can't be a Christian without the life of God in you, without the Holy Spirit. That is not Christianity. Because, uh, let me define it again. Christianity is divinity in humanity. It's the divine God in a human being, contained inside in a human being. And here Paul is telling us in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse uh, 19, that our bodies, they contain God. They contain the Holy Spirit. Don't you know that your bodies, don't you know that your body contain God, contain Holy Spirit? Not cancer. So I want to challenge somebody out there who's saying, man of God, I'm sick. I want to challenge you that that sickness is not meant to be there. Your body is meant to contain the Holy Spirit, not sicknesses. Your body is a license of Holy Spirit to work, to move on earth, not sicknesses. This day I challenge you to stand up and begin to refuse because your body is meant to carry Holy Spirit, not sicknesses. You are not sick, you are not sick from this hour. You can no longer be sick when you know this information. These people didn't know and that's why they were sick. It's because they didn't know. When you don't know, you can't be free. Because the word already has told us that you shall know the truth. And the truth will set, free, will set you free when you know it. So from this day, begin to know. Set your mind. Begin to know that your body is a temple of Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is in you. So when Holy Spirit is in you, no more any unclean spirit. No unclean spirit that can reside in you. Holy Spirit can't share you with cancer. Holy Spirit can't share you with arthritis. You have to stand up 
and command that sickness to leave you. Because that is a temple of Holy, Holy Spirit. Your body is a temple of Holy Spirit. It's not a temple of asthma. Don't subject it under asthma. It's not a temple of cancer. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Verse 20 says, as we are finishing, you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. You were bought. You were bought with a price. We were bought with a price. We were bought out of cases. We were bought out of sicknesses. We do no longer qualify to be sick again as Christians. We do no longer qualify to be sick again. If, if, you, if you are sick and uh, before you received Jesus Christ, when you don't have a relationship with Jesus, make sure, this is where your healing will start, make sure, uh, receive Jesus Christ. You do no longer have time. Receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Give him, let him give you his life. Receive his life. Receive his life. Serve him. Because this is the beginning of your healing. This is the, the starting point of your healing. When you receive Christ, then the Holy Spirit. When you believe in Christ, then the Holy Spirit, the life of God, comes and resides in you. That is the first thing to do. That is the first thing to do. Because that is where healing starts. When you receive Christ. So you do no longer have time. He's the one who bought us with a price. He's the one who paid the price on the cross. He paid the price. We do no longer qualify to be sick. That's what the word says. By his stripes, we were healed. When he paid the price, he paid even for healing. We are healed. Healing, you have to receive it through faith. You don't have to wait and say, ah, now I do no longer have pain. You receive healing while you are feeling pain. You quote these things which I'm telling you while you are still in pain. You don't wait for pain to go. When you are feeling pain, when you are feeling that pain, I'm challenging you to confess that my body is a temple of Holy Spirit. My body is a temple of Holy Spirit. Do this as if you are following doctor's instruction. Do it in the morning. Do it in the afternoon. Do it in the evening. Keep on confessing that your body is a temple of Holy Spirit. And go to the doctor. Check after some days. The same machine which confirmed that you are sick is going to be the same machine to confirm that you are no longer sick. Because when you confess the word of God, when you keep on confessing the word of God, the word of God becomes a living thing and heal you in your life. It starts to manifest visibly. It starts to be tangible in your life. When you keep on speaking it, when you speak, when you confess it, it becomes, it starts to manifest physically in your life. The word of God. So keep on confessing that your body is a temple. Your body is a temple of Holy Spirit, not temple of sicknesses. And I am, I've been bought by a price. Jesus paid a price so that I must no longer be sick. In the name of the Lord Jesus. So another verse that I want to give you is First um, Corinthians chapter 7, 23. It says, you were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. Don't be slave. You are bought with a price. Somebody paid a price. So you must not be a slave to any man, to any sickness. Don't be a slave. Don't be a slave of sicknesses. 
you were bought. You were bought at a price. You were bought at a price. Jesus paid. You are not owing any sickness. You don't owe sicknesses. You don't owe them. So they must not come and reside in your body because you don't owe them. You don't have relationship with them. You don't owe them. Hallelujah. You don't owe sicknesses. So they must leave you alone because you don't owe them. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The last verse, as we do no longer have time, the last verse which I'm opening now is uh, Romans chapter 8 from verse 11. It says, um, as I have already told you, that your body is a temple of Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is in you. If you don't have Holy Spirit, if you are not yet received Jesus, um, receive Jesus, receive Jesus, receive Jesus. Follow me. Say, Lord Jesus, I give you, I receive your life. From this day, I confess with a mouth. I confess that you are the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You have become a new creature. You have become a new creature. Now you are one with Jesus. Now you are one with Jesus. So that is for your own good. You are going to heaven. You are recorded in the book of life. You are recorded in the book of life. Rejoice. The heavens are rejoicing. Hallelujah. So it says in the Romans 8, as I complete uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 11, it says, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. So when you have Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And the Bible is telling us that that spirit which is in you, the Holy Spirit in you, will give your mortal body, will give your body life. So the Holy Spirit in you, it becomes a source of health. Hallelujah. It becomes a source of health. It gives you life. By so I pray for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let the Holy Spirit be a source of your life. Not pills, not tablets, not medicines. These are the days that the Holy Spirit must be given, must be given dominion, full dominion of our bodies to supply us every day with a good health in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I pray for somebody out there who is sick, who is giving up, that may the Holy Spirit, same Holy Spirit in that person, heal the body in the name of the Lord Jesus. Sicknesses are departing. People are being healed. Demons are leaving them. The Holy Spirit is taking back. He is taking back his license, which is our body, to operate on earth. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you are healed, you are delivered. If there is somebody sick at your home, you can lay your hand over that person when I'm praying. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Father, heal, heal your people. Heal them. Heal your people. Heal your people, oh God. Heal your people. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Heal your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, evangelist and all the, the listeners. May God bless you and grant you more life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. No, lovely. Okay. Okay. We're going to go Bye. now. Okay, sure.
question. country or this is a time when faith will re really needs to come out and stand out what can you say to the people now who are going through this uh, lockdown it's putting them through different challenges it's affecting us differently some are in business some are running certain types of activities and they are disturbed what's the word of faith that you can release before we go to the main topic pastor it's important that we know the one that we serve because scripture says in him nothing is impossible yes so with us human beings there is a whole lot that yeah. is impossible mm. we have a lot of impossibilities yes isn't it refreshing to know that we serve god to whom nothing is impossible yeah which then gives us a view that if there are things impossible with us and we serve a god to whom nothing is impossible yes if we become in association with that god yeah. Those things that were to us impossible, yes. they become possible by association. Oh, <laughs> they become possible of by, association. by association. Oh, thank yes. you so much. Thank you so much. How is the so, weather that side, Pastor? <laughs> the weather, the weather is good. The weather is quite good, and uh, we thank God for it. 
Yeah. What South Africa what South Africa needs to know is we're gonna get out of this situation and emerge victorious. Yes. Because faith sees the glory of the future yeah. in the gloom of the present. Yes. Oof. So, so the present may look gloomy. Yeah. But faith faith sees that glory of the future in that gloom of the current present. Oh. That's so powerful, Pastor. That's so Amen. powerful. Oh <laughs> let's get to the to the crux of the matter. The image of faith. The image Absolutely. of faith. Take yes. us through that. I mean, Pastor, I'll come in, but I want you to lead this conversation from now on. Image of faith. I I I, I am certain that anyone pondering just on that phrasing would have so many questions because we generally would talk about the principles of faith, the basics of faith, yes. and every other thing that really has to do with faith, which is crucial. Yeah. But now we're talking about the image of faith. Does really faith have an image? I'm sure that's <laughs> an intriguing question in everyone's mind. Yeah. That uh, really faith have an image? And the answer is, let's stay together in the next 15 minutes and see how far we go with that narrative yes but you would notice that in scripture god builds everything from an image yeah image is critical in what god does sure. and he shows how he is serious about it by even other warnings so let's just walk through the thinking we yeah. all know in Genesis 1 verse 26 that he says let us make men in our image but then, and then he says according to our likeness yes now notice the the creatures and creation was already there yeah every other thing was already there vegetation you name it yes. was there but then he creates a person and he the first thing he speaks to is image yes he says, look, when we were doing these things, it's not that they were not there. No. But they were there in us. Okay? Yes. So we need to now take out that which is within us and give it a sense of dominance and domination on earth. But oh. it has to have image. Mm. Because primarily, image is a place of resemblance. Okay. In in my when people look at me, yes, they are either referencing a mother or my father. Yeah. Okay. Because yes. image is a place of resemblance. Yes. So by image, man is on earth what God is in heaven. Oh. <laughs> man is on earth what God is in heaven. Absolutely. Oh, where as Christ is, as Christ mm. is, so mm. are we on earth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Right? So, so where was man going to exercise or going to exercise his or her dominion? Yes. Not in heaven. Okay. Right? He, says, he says, let them have dominion over these things, over these things, over these things yeah. that are on the earth. Yes. That are on the earth. Okay? Yeah. Because because God's image has its dominion in heaven. Yeah. 
So man as the extension of God's image has the same resemblance but with earthly dominion. Yo! I'm fundis. Young shy, I'm fundis. Young shy. Young shy, I'm fundis. You're punching, fundis. You're punching. Oh! I continue, continue. I will just take the punch because I need them. I need them. So, so we will overlook we will overlook the likeness because it will get us out of topic. But okay. it says, let us make men in our image according to our likeness. Yes. Suffice it to say, image is a place of resemblance, but likeness is a place of governance. Yes. Sub- subject for another day. Oh. Like, so, so see how this pans itself out. Yes. But when you go to Genesis 5, verse 3, you find something, a dynamic shift here. Mm. Because Genesis 5, 3 says, and Adam lived about 130 years. Yes. And then it says, and he bought, he begot a son in his own likeness after his own image. Yes. Now I ask myself, Adam is created in the image of God. Why is his offspring not in the image of God, but in his Adamic image? Then I noticed that something must have happened Mm. that altered this whole thing so that whatever is now born of Adam does no longer have the divine image, but it has the Adamic image. So now man has an Adamic image because of the fall. Yes. Right? He is in the Adamic image. So, So that's the thinking. Now, when you further look into it, now Israel is about to become a nation at the foot of Mount Sinai, and God is about to covenant with them. Yeah. And He gives them He gives them what is what is generally known Ten Commandments, which are covenant terms. Yes. Right. Yeah. That that God is coming up with. So in Exodus twenty verse four, God then makes a statement. Loved image yes see how serious the, the issue of image is because god says i i have made you in my image yes if there is an image that you need to seek to emulate is mine oh. right so yes. the moment you carve yourself an image you are finding a replacement for me mm. in other words you are saying there is something better you want to resemble than me. Oh. <laughs> image, 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 image. Which so, image am I resembling on this earth? That's very absolutely. critical. Yes, yes. God says this is an insult to me. I have created you in my image. Yes. When you find something that you recognize and esteem its image higher than mine. Yes. So he says, you shall not make for yourself a carved image. Oh. So throughout throughout the, 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 the life history of Israel, you would notice that this is one thing that God keep, kept on rebuking them for and sending them to captivity and yes. all of that. It was yes. the sin of idolatry. Yes. Because either it will be a carved image, it will be a wooden image, but there would be some image that Israel would resort to, and yes. that would anger God. Okay. 
right? Yeah. So, and, and you first said you go to Babylon in in Daniel chapter 3. Yes. There's Nebuchadnezzar erecting an image. <laughs> right? He erects an image. Right? And and everyone now must bow. And then and then you have the Hebrew collection of guys, right? Yes. In Daniel, Anania, Azaria, right? And Mishael. Yeah. And well, people choose to call them Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yes. I don't know why. <laughs> right? And, 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 and Nebuchadnezzar says, guys, just bow. Just bow. Yes. They become very clear mm. that, yes, we are in captivity. Yes. But our spirit is not captured. Mm. But physically, our image. Ah, yeah, yeah. See, physically, we may be captured and captivated in this land. Yeah. But our spirit is very clear as to its identity. Yeah. Right. That's why. That's why we are even refusing to reference ourselves by the names you've given us. Yes. All right. Okay. So they they refuse to bow to an image. Yeah. Right. They refuse to bow to an image. Mm. Right. And then you fast track. There's a lot we can say, but I'm just establishing a firm foundation on the power of an image. Yes. Right, because yeah. when you now move into the New Testament and you come across Jesus being manifested and the Bible says and 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 in the beginning was the word. Yes. And the word was with God. Yes. And the word was God. Then John says, We have seen his glory. Yeah. He was full of grace and truth. Yeah. So he manifests and he has an image. Yes. We have seen. Whenever we see as an image. Yeah. There's something to see. There's something to see. Yes. 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 Right? So we, he finds us stuck with the image of Adam. Yes. But he manifests an image based on what Adam lost in the garden, which is the glory. Oh. (laughs) Hey. Hey. Yay, 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 yay. <laughs> so yes. he is of this thing that Adam lost. Oh, <laughs> the glory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He manifests yes. with what Adam has lost. I, which then tells because glory is symbolic to victory. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Right, so yeah. he, says, he says, whatever you would have lost mm. in the Adamic nature. Yes, when John says, and we have we we beheld his glory. Yeah, John says, there's going to be about a change. Yes, there's going to be a choice in either you remain in the Adamic life, yeah, and image, or you go back to the divine image. Yes, right. Yeah. It is to that extent, in that effect, that then Paul writes. In Romans eight twenty nine, he says, "For those whom he foreknew, yeah, he also predestined." Yes. Then he says, "To be conformed to the image yes. of his son." Oh. See how this comes together. Yes, yes. To, because you, you see, when it says to be conformed to the image of his son, in other words. They are going to disown, disunite themselves from the current Adamic image. Yes. 
for them to be conformed to the image of his son. Amen. Hey. <laughs> why? Why? Why the image of his son? Why yes. the image of his son? Paul answers the question in Colossians 1:15. He says, "For Christ is the image of the invisible God." God. Yes. Right. So, so, so when we are conformed to the image of His Son, we are going back to the place of originality. Yes. Right. It goes back to when God says, "Let us make man in our image." Yes. So that is restored. That's the power of image. That's the power of image because it starts to deal with identity. Absolutely. It starts Absolutely. to deal with who we are. Mm. And, and mm. Paul said, do not conform to the things of this world, but transform. Amen. Get this yes. image. Absolutely. Get Absolutely. this image. Transform yes, your mind. Transform yes, your mindset to the things <laughs> of God so that you yes, can... You, and when you feed that, that God's image through the word of God, it starts to come out even through your words even through absolutely. your action absolutely absolutely because image is a place of resemblance yes 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 right so we are what we resemble yes absolutely right so so that's the that's the crucial aspect of being called image yeah right now we need to bring it to the context of faith yeah Right then, what do we then mean by saying the image of faith? Firstly, we've identified or we've established that image is a place of resemblance. Yes. The critical component of an image is identity, character, and personality. Yes. See, these three things are important. Yeah. In image, there is identity. Yes. There is character. Yeah. There is personality. Yes. Right? Yeah. Now, with that in mind, I read Mark 11, verse 22. Yes. Right? And it says, and I'm reading it from the New King James, it says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Yes. Now, here's what's interesting here. If you read verses before 22, yeah. There was no question. Yes. Yet, scripture says, so Jesus answered. I, I, I was taught that you answer when there was a question, when there is a question. <laughs> yes. That, that's what I was taught at least. Yes. Right? But yeah. I, 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 see, I see Jesus answering when there is no question. There is no question. <laughs> and, he, and he likes doing that. He likes doing that. He did the same thing to Nicodemus. Yes. Right? Yeah, he did the same thing. Nicodemus narrates that, you know, we know that you are from heaven because the person who does things like this cannot yeah. necessarily be. Then the next sentence, and Jesus answered. Answered. No, he's not responding. He's answering. He's answering. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, he did not ask a question here. Right? He did not ask a question here. Yeah. But, Scripture says, and he answered and said, have faith in God. God. Just a bit of background. Just a bit of background. This portion of scripture mm. interestingly happens 
during the last week of Jesus's um, life before the cross. Okay. The very week we are in now. Yes. Which is, which is the Passion Week. Yeah. Right. And depending on your theological affiliation, this happened on a Monday. Yes. All right, of the Passion Week. Yeah. So Jesus is on his way to the temple. Yeah. Right? And if you pick up reading from around verse 12, right? Yeah. Verse yeah. 12 of March yes. 11, you find that it, it is the next day and he's on his way to the temple. Yes. And then on, on, on his way, the Bible says he was hungry. Yeah. And seeing a fig tree from afar, because it had leaves, Scripture says that. Yeah. So he went to it. Perhaps he could find something on it. Yes. Right? So he is hungry. He's going and he sees a fig tree. It has leaves. Now that's important, right? Yeah. It has leaves, but it has nothing on it. But then, strange enough, when he came to it, scripture says he found nothing but leaves. Yes. Right? He found nothing but leaves. To make the story worse, then Mark includes this controversial aspect of it. Then he says, for it was not the season for food. Yes. I, you know, generally, <laughs> generally we preachers of the world, we run away from this. Place. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it paints Jesus dead. Yes. Right? How do you curse a tree when it's not its time for things? Yes. Right? Now, that's very interesting. Now, to, to interpret this part, you need to be okay with the with 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 the with the time in Israel. Yes. The Passover time, unlike us, it happens during autumn, but okay. Passover time in Israel happens during springtime. Yeah. Right? So the season is spring. So in yeah. spring everything is springing. Yeah. <laughs> that's why that's why he found leaves. Because he saw leaves. Okay. Right? Now during this time, a fig tree has this small forerunner of a tree. Yeah. Which everyone can eat. Yes. Now, it says he found nothing. Yeah. So, which means it did not have even that forerunner yes. of a tree. Yes. Now, that's by indication means that tree is not going to bear fruit or that tree is barren. Yes. Because it does not have that forerunner. Yes. So the normal tradition, as you could see also when you read Luke 13, the normal tradition would be that tree would be cut off. Yes. They will use an axe to cut off that tree. Yeah. But Jesus doesn't use an axe. He uses words. <laughs> he uses words to do exactly what will be done using an axe. Yes. So the following day, Peter makes an observation. Yeah. That master, the tree you've cursed has now withered. Yeah. This then brings Jesus to these utterances in verses 22. Yeah. Have faith in God. Yeah. Right? Now let's look at it. Let's look at it. When God created in Genesis 1, right? Yeah. yeah. Then in verse 2, it says there was darkness, there was emptiness, there was everything. Yeah. What did God do? Did God act surprised and say, wow, was he surprised at the darkness and shock, no. the emptiness and all of that? No. no. And God said. Yes. And God said. Mm. 
just that's verse three. Verse yes. four then says, "And God saw." Yeah. <laughs> yes. And God said, "And yes. God saw." So you get a sense that when it comes to God, yes, He does not talk about what He sees. Yes. But he talks about what he wants to see, regardless oh. of what he thinks. It, repeat that. Repeat that. He he, he, God does not talk about a situation. Yes. God does not talk about Corona. No. But God talks what he wants to see, despite what is seen by everyone. Oh. He, he, so, he speaks those things. Those things that are not as though they were until they are. <laughs> wow, man. Wow. Wow. So we are having a wrong conversation when we are talking about what we see. Yes. That's not the requirement of the image. Oh. Because the image says, leave what you're seeing. Yeah. Let those who are where this thing is talk about it. Yes. But speak that which you want to see. Oh Jesus. Remember, remember, he didn't he didn't remove he didn't rebuke darkness, eh? No, no. <laughs> huh? No, he didn't. You see, no offense, you are an evangelist. You could yeah. have said that I rebuke you. We rebuke, we bind, we... <laughs> absolutely, 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 absolutely. And, oh. God knew, and God knew that we will need darkness. Yes. I, we will need darkness. So yeah. he spoke that which he wanted to see. Oh. Then, then, so, then, okay, continue. So he, 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 he spoke and he saw. Yeah. Meaning, we can never see until yes. we speak. We can never see until we speak. Amen. That which we want to see. We want to see. Question is, what is it that we want to see? What is it that we want to see? Yes. Right? So once yes. we once there's clarity in us about what we want to see, then we focus on that. Yes. That becomes what we are focusing on, what we want to see. And and we do that resembling our image Amen. in God. Amen. Amen. That's Amen. the image of yes, faith. Sir. Yes, sir. Because he says, have faith in God. I like that. Have faith in God. Yes. So in other words, in other words, you are a you are a faith being. Yeah. But you need to make sure that your faith is properly located. Yes. Don't have oh. faith in things. Don't have faith in people. Yeah. Don't have faith in processes and systems. Yeah. But the location of your faith should be in God. Oh. That's the image of faith. Amen. That's the image of faith. Pastor. Sir. This conversation is not over, Pastor. 
Let's see what we do on a Good Friday because I want you to unpack the Passover. Wow. I want you to, I want us to unpack the Passover. Then I'm inviting you right here on A to unpack the Passover. Let's, Let's see do what that. we can do. Let's Amen. do that. Amen. Let's do that. Pastor, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank, we'll Thank you very much. We'll <laughs> oh, that was Pastor Totezi, the image of faith. Thank you so much, Pastor.